0: Warning, Game State contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen.
1: Thank you for playing. Sorry, didn't mean to frighten anyone. You're a bit late for that! This will
2: be a game night
0: to remember. You're the greatest starfighter ever! That was a game, Sentari. Game? You may have thought it was a game. But it was also a test. We don't need a board, and we do
2: not need pieces. Oh, it's a murder mystery party! Fun.
0: Fireball, the son of a bitch.
1: Hello, and welcome to Game State, Rainman Digital's exclusive tabletop gaming show. If you're listening with us live, hello. Also, you can take the show with you on the go wherever you get your podcasts on demand. You can access all of our shows. On demand via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, simply search at GameState. If you want notifications when a show is about to go live, you can now text RMD69 to 50597, and you'll receive an SMS text whenever a show is about to start, along with a link and options to listen live from any mobile
3: device. I am co-host Andrew. I am also co-host Charlie. I am tertiary host Sam. <laughs> What is this co-host crap?
1: I we're know. all co-hosts. We host this I together. guess, but isn't
3: there always a host? No. Does, does David Letterman call like him a co-host? David
1: Letterman, David, the show is called The Late Show with David Letterman. So no. But he's got,
3: oh, okay. Maybe that's a bad example.
0: <laughs> if it was
1: Game State with Andrew Spindler, then yeah, I'm the host and you'd be my underlings. Right. But no. Fair enough. Game State with your host. I guess I got to own it more. Yeah, dude. We're an allegedly successful podcast. Allegedly? <laughs> So we're back yeah. uh, after a while. Our recording schedule is just not solidified as it should be.
0: Schedule and air quotes.
1: <laughs> Correct. I was like, hey, are you free this Saturday? Nope. <laughs> All right.
3: We'll squeeze one in. <laughs> this is us squeezing it. We're squeezing a lot of stuff in.
0: I don't like that. No. No? No. But well, we did a thing last mm-hmm. night, Sam. I mean, we did. <laughs> I'm not sure if I Wait, like Wait, hold that. on. What would you guys do?
1: Uh, So, we did a little bit of cross-promotion with a show here on the network called The Crossroads, Supernatural The Crossroads. Did you guys cheat on me?
0: I did. We did? We did. did? Well, he did, and then I decided to be the third wheel. So you guys had a threesome without
3: me? Yes.
1: Well, it was more like a fivesome.
3: (laughs) Christ. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, So we hosted the Supernatural RPG for the folks over at Supernatural The Crossroads uh, in celebration of Helatus, their term for the hiatus, for the season. And...
0: Wait, really? Yeah? I want to distance myself from this immediately. What do you want about? the the pun. It hurts so bad. <laughs>
1: it's good. It's a good pun. It's not. <laughs> you know what was not good? It might have been good. I don't know. I need to listen to it. But holy ever-living goodness was last night an
0: experience. I don't know if the video was good because I was all over the place.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I had... Uh, <laughs> Sam and I had written a story together.
0: Um, we had yeah, a really he nice... You wrote. I just found... Ideas.
1: We had a really nice two days of yeah. texting back and forth. Okay. Of just like, oh, this, but then also this, but then oh, but then this slots into this thing that we're. And then it was really so we're designing a campaign
3: for Supernatural.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. We were. It was like we were writing an episode of Supernatural to be played via RPG. Mm.
3: How'd it?
1: that work out? So the story, I think, is still pretty solid. The characters that we were playing with, I was not expecting. No. <laughs> so the character names. Um, we had, Sam, what was the, Veronica, what was her last name? There bitch was a Veronica. Bitch
0: tits. <laughs>
1: Veronica bitch tits.
0: Wait, was, really? No.
1: Uh, was being played by Thomas Cowley. Okay. Um, Cade. Wait, a dude played Kade as a girl?
0: Cade Jackson.
1: Yeah, why can't a dude I mean, play they can. a female character?
0: That's, That's my career right there. That's That one
3: sentence. <laughs> I, was, I was, okay, I'm going with it. I'm fine. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, we had Cade Jackson. Uh, Jackson. With, with two, with two X's. X's. He stopped at two? <laughs> He's
0: not a stripper,
1: guy. He's not a stripper, unfortunately. We tried really hard for him to push into the stripper thing, <laughs> but it, it wouldn't uh take. Uh, played by Ryan Denton. And then good old Michael Flores, right of the board there, was playing a character. Andrew Flab. And yep. I just I I'm still speechless. <laughs> Uh, which the character itself is a is a caricature of a writer Andrew Dab for the, apparently the last three seasons of Supernatural, which on Supernatural the Crossroads they do not like at all. Mm. So they're playing a
3: caricature of a rack of a of a writer whom Just they did not like mercilessly lambasting him. Holy ever-living <laughs> shit, dude! <laughs> Damn, I need to listen to this.
1: It's pretty good. It's it's entertaining. I mean, I th- I think at least uh, half the episode was. It was
0: really us just in stitches. Okay, can There's I? A lot of me just dying on the floor. <laughs> can I? Can I make a couch?
3: Can I make a prediction? Yes. I'm just curious. Tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. Uh-huh. Okay, so you guys wrote a story ahead of time. You kind of said this is what's going to be the plot. Yeah. Let's assume that you have one to one hundred percent of what that plot is. Mm-hmm. Did you guys make it like two percent into the story? He got to the hook. He got
0: to the. I got to the second scene. Mm-hmm. Arguably, we could have been farther, but. So you know how he um, analysis paralysis is his way through board games. Yes. Oh God, who is a DM? It's <laughs> just that trying to figure out a I'm role. I want to do a thing. Someone ask a question. Every and then... possible oh, answer no. I could
1: have. So it was a combination of <laughs> while
0: well, Andrew Flab shoots a bird, attempted to shoot Flab. a bird.
3: <laughs> Rolled a one.
0: Can, uh, can Mike just like pop in on his mic real quick and just give us Andrew Flab's voice? I would
1: love for that to happen. Special
0: guest Andrew Flab
3: uh come on it's coming hold on he's got it so wait you turn this board on oh oh wait mr Mr. flab is that you hey guys (laughs) flab it's an honor thank you tell me about yourself i like twinkies and uh (laughs) (laughs) extra fatty food Hmm. do you have any twinkies over there for me (laughs) i might have one or two in my back pocket you're very upfront about who you are (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, okay, well we're just gonna. Yeah, we broke them. So yeah, that uh that was our night. It was Damn, good times. That combined
1: okay, so characters for a story that was not written for those characters. Because sure. I was thinking more of like a serious like seasons one through five. Yeah, yeah. Monster of the week sort of a deal. And we're just like head nope. on into spoof territory. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
1: like so a combination of, of a story that was not written for the characters combined with the people not knowing the system, uh which is the Cortex system. We'll talk about that actually a little sure, bit later on sure. the show. Um, combined with people who have uh, occasionally run D&D, mm-hmm. people who have hosted D&D sessions but not GMed or participated, and one person who, who has... Who doesn't
0: n- know basic math.
1: What? You- <laughs> <laughs> Even more so, they've never played any sort of like stat it, allocation okay. board game, video game, anything
0: at all. Whatsoever. Total range of players. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're fr- trying to explain an RPG to somebody who's never played an RPG... Even, like, video game RPG on a live show <laughs> makes that show not live for a good half hour <laughs> while we figure out the sheets. <laughs> so we, yeah. were str-
1: we were streaming for the Patreons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got through some of the character creation for Session Zero, and then we got into allocating um, skills and traits and gear.
3: So here's the thing. I got to tell so you, right thing- now, we're already talking. Mm-hmm. Now, I obviously, I've played RPG, so I understand. We're already talking like everyone knows what an RPG is. You know what? Fair point. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. like, give them. Is it even a game? I assume if they're listening to our show, and that's a fair assumption, they sure. probably
0: know. Charlie, yeah, like if you us- don't think D and D or What's think that? Pathfinder, yes, those are those are your RPGs. Those are your role playing games. Yes, there's a much broader spectrum. But I mean, I think even outside of our group, people know what Dungeons and Dragons.
3: Sure. Is. Whether sure. or not
0: they know it, just to make fun of it mm-hmm. or what, they
3: still. Have an idea? Sure, sure. Charlie, do you want to give us the elevator pitch of an RPG? I'll just quick elevator pitch because actually, I mean, it's a game, but I actually don't like calling it a game. Sometimes a, an RPG is a sort of like of- we yeah, should. Okay, yes. well, hold
1: on. If we're doing elevator pitch, what does
3: RPG stand for? Role playing game. Like dice rolling? Well, it can be used either way. Some people call it R O L E playing, as if you are playing the role, and some people call it R O L L playing, as if you're rolling dice. Dice are an integral part of most RPGs.
0: Dungeons and Dragons is R O L E. Pathfinder is R-O-L-L because it's
3: shit. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. And the dice, the function of dice, basically, in an RPG, is a story is going to be told. People in the game are going to play characters in that game. And I'm going to say, I'm going to climb that ladder. And then whoever's running the game, usually called the DM, Dungeon Master, or GM, Game Master, will say, all right, well, this is this hard for you to do. You have to roll a seven on a 20-sided dice to do that. That's basically it. You either do it or you don't. And then the uh, numbers will decide how interesting or uninteresting that event was. Right? I mean, that sums it up, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah so, it is. Because, like, in reality, if you, like baseball, you swing a bat at a ball,
0: Yeah, your physical skill matters. Yeah. But if you're playing a game, you're not actually going to do that. So yeah. something has to decide.
3: Well, that's, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want it to sound like a negative when I say I don't think of RPGs as a game. I don't mean it that I don't mean it negatively at all. I just to me a game They're a
0: narrative event yeah. with some crunch so that you can't just be like, Well, I hit the bat and yes. then you hit the bat ball.
3: Not yeah. Bat. It's yeah. it they, they use like simulation mechanics like in a game to help sort of make everything make sense in people's minds and then depending on how into it you want to get sort of depends on how complex that system gets. Yeah. Um I'm actually curious how complex would you guys say the supernatural system is? Sam, that's a question
0: for you. That's a question for me. Okay.
3: Um, I guess I turned to the rules guy last night. I read the rules an
0: hour before the show, which is why I remembered them. And I read the rule book three times over. <laughs> <laughs> so, overall, it's a pretty simple system. It just... It's hard to explain.
3: Hmm.
0: So, whereas, like, in D&D, you have, like, a skill value that, like, adds to your dice roll. Like, if you have a plus three in strength, you add that to your D20 roll, and that's what you get. Yeah. Um, the way your skills work in the Supernatural RPG... And what's the system called? Cross the cortex, cortex
1: system. The Cortex system, just a little bit of background, it is a very common system that has been licensed or that has been applied to a lot of television licenses.
0: Yeah. I've never seen it before. So,
1: so Serenity, I mean, yeah. um, obviously Supernatural, a bunch of stuff like that. So,
0: so instead of like having a, a numerical stat, you're buying types of dice. So, if you put two points into strength, you get a roll a D2 for your strength check. This reminds me
3: of Deadlands.
0: Little. If yeah. you put twelve points in, you get spend. You get roll a D twelve.
3: And for those who don't know, when he's saying D, he means so a dice, and then the number is sides. how many sides.
0: Yes. A, so, like twelve side dice, a six sided dice, like six sided dice, what you see in Monopoly. That you were rolling two
3: D six in Monopoly.
0: Yep. Um, and like that part makes sense. But yep. when you get to the skills, that it broke down until we finally figured out how to explain it. Like twenty minutes later. Yeah. Um, the way the skills work is you have a general skill. And then you have specialties. And when you set up attributes, the highest you can get to is a 12-side dice.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A general skill can only go to a 6-side dice. And to get up to that 12-side dice, you have to go into a specialty. But
3: forces people's characters to sort of diverge in different directions. Because yeah. so you can have be real spells, good yeah.
0: at punching things. But if you want to be good at crowd Maga, yeah. then you specialize into that. Um, that. I was not explaining it well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't figure out how to explain it until... Legitimately, like twenty minutes later. Yeah. Um, but once you figure out, it's it's pretty simple. You're just buying faces on a dice. Yeah. And the more points you have, the better dice you get to roll. Higher that number can potentially be. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, the way your checks work, sometimes there's like if you're checking to see if you see something, there's just difficulty. You roll your dice. If you get, you succeed. Um, face to face rolls, like trying to convince people of things, or like um, combat. Like the attacker might roll strength plus his sword skill. And you get that total, and the defender might roll their, um, not dexterity. what's it called in the system? Agility. Agility plus like Agility. unarmed combat to dodge. Dodge it. Okay. If the attacker's higher, the difference in their scores is how much damage is dealt. Um, so it's it's pretty simple. Um, it can be pretty swingy since you don't have like a score that you're adding to a dice roll. It's just like I have a twelve sided dice. I still might roll a one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but that's w- why like you have the skill and the the attribute because you have two dice to roll it helps kind of even that out um and the skill checks aren't that hard like an average is like what a seven right um an an average difficulty is like a seven.
1: difficulty is a seven a successful or rather an unabashed success on an average check is 14
0: yeah so like rolling a seven a seven is average for two six side dice so, if you're doing something you're good at, you probably have for the attribute, like, a 6 to an 8, maybe even a 12. Your mm. skills probably stand, at like, a 4 to an 8. Like, the average for that should be a general success. So, sure. on average, you should succeed at average difficulty stuff. Um, you also have plot points, which you can spend. Like, you can front load them, and every plot point you spend adds, like, a D2 to your roll to give you a little bit of extra oomph. You can also spend them after the fact on a one for one basis. Like if you fail by one to not get eviscerated by the demon, you can just spend one to not die. Are,
3: are these awarded to you, or does it one start? So with you start a, with four. Gotcha. And then if
0: you do cool shit, you can get them. If gotcha. you see c- 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 a mission, you get
3: them. If um, you role play, this two. actually reminds me a lot of Deadlands in some ways. Yeah, I've I ever played a it's, it. Yeah, classic one that
0: I loved. It, there's some. You also have um assets and complications, mm-hmm. which are like your traits. Um. So you'll have like you might be, uh, lucky. And the way those work is, you once you are buying dice facings, but the complications give you more points to spend on the good shit. Okay. So, like Andrew Flab was super lucky; he gets two rerolls every session. It's important, but he also has four points in addiction for food. <laughs> so, anytime that comes up, that difficulty increases by a D four. Gotcha. So, um, if there is like a plate of pasta, then yeah. suddenly, like, Cade Jackson is super good at. He has danger sense, so every if something bad's about to happen, Andrew will roll a set of dice, mm. and if it hits the target number, he gets that prickle in the back of his neck to see what happened. But he's also has anger issues, and he's infamous, um, and those can come in. So it's the system's not super complex. A it lot of pretty it, standard in a lot of ways. Yeah yeah. It really is, yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, like every game master in every RPG, the difficulty comes into what difficulty he assigns to tasks. Um. It seems pretty efficient. I think I like it. We didn't get into that many dice rolls because there was a lot of the party. The party came to blows twice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, real yeah. quick,
0: too. Like, first it was... Andrew Flab drew an axe on an NPC. Yeah. the NPC wasn't getting enough information. <laughs> QK Jackson lifting up by the scruff of his neck, and then they had a kerfluffle. Uh, then later, like, in the same scene... Andrew Flab pulls a pistol on Cade <laughs> to make him shoot an owl on top of a silo, because his pistol can't shoot far enough, and Cade has an assault rifle.
3: <laughs> it was... It was just madness instantly. Yeah,
0: like, most of the dice rolls were the party attacking each other. <laughs> so, and Victoria's, you know, being mad at everybody. That's Victoria
1: great. was was the one who had cooked into the the plot first. Yes. And, and Cade kind of finally followed suit. Uh, Andrew Flab had a particular issue where um, I... Don't, since Michael has never played an RPG before, I feel that he was ready for Act 3 stuff to happen when we were still setting up for Act 1. So he wanted as
0: Andrew Flav would say, the Wendigo episode. <laughs> <laughs> but we were at the, the Boy in the Water episode. Correct. Like we weren't in the action and blood yet. We were the, the character building. Mm. Yeah. I think and Mike can correct me if he's wrong. Well, I did win new when we <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Oh, oh, Andrew, Andrew, Wait, please. please! When were we gonna eat? It was if that was in the third act? Then I was trying to get there soon. <laughs> Andrew
1: Fleb, you had MREs that you horked down on a drive.
0: Get the fuck guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a good time all around.
0: Uh, I I think Mike's biggest issue actually was the first time you play an RPG. You're not really sure what you can just declare yes. you're doing. Okay, I have. And there's no a lot of. Am idea I allowed what, to do this? dice? I don't even yeah. understand
2: the dice.
1: Sure. So yeah. when he said roll twelve sided dice,
0: I'm like, what? I'm <laughs> it's like the one that it,
1: goes up to twelve.
0: Yes, but there's. <laughs> but I have six dice in front of me, so I'm actually trying to go through all of them to see which one is which. Now, obviously, the the low sided dice is easy to find, but then I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, where uh, is yeah. where is what? And then sure, the ten sure. and the eight side almost look the same. And then and yeah. then Cade Jackson's all like, "Learn math." I'm like, "It has nothing to do with <laughs> fucking math. <laughs> <laughs> has to do with understanding dice. I've never seen dice before like that." And that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And then like, so you have all yeah. these dice, aren't you? And then I think a lot of times you're just asking, "Can I do this thing?" Yeah. It's like, well, a lot of people don't realize that when you say you can do what you want in an RPG, you really pretty much can. Yeah.
3: But that, yeah. I think that's that's common. It is, like RPG, it's like it's serpentine. like because because again yeah. then there's the thing because people call it a game and yep. it's like it'd be better if you just came in saying this is a this is an improv session we're about yep. to do yep. and just when i tell you to stop stop please because we have to you know resolve things yep. and that's all it really is i i know for my part what i found is in rpgs like there's usually you know a grand plot and that's great it helps mm-hmm. move things along there's always supposed to be points of action, but at the end of the day, the moments you remember are like, remember that one time when we were in the coffee shop and the guy slipped, and then this shit happen. You know, what I mean, it's always like the little moments that make an RPG really worth it, or the like disastrous roles. It's almost never like the exciting good things. You no, know, the failures. Well, what like you we remember. had the yeah. first
0: D and D campaign I played, went for like a, a solid year. Yeah, um, and we ended up like founding a kingdom and shit, and becoming like royal advisors. It's great, but the thing I remember most is, like, the one green dragon we freed from orcs that yeah. just became, like, our acquaintance that we also made sure the city just left alone in her part of the forest. Hmm. Like, she was the part I remember the most. Yeah. It was great. Um,
3: It's almost never what the DM maps out. And speaking of that, In Andrew. fact,
1: they blew right past the first three plot hooks. Yeah. So, it was like, okay, you meet this person at a bar, standard RPG fare, uh they give you some clues. You explore the bar, you find out additional clues, stuff like that. Sure. They got to the bar, asked two questions. <laughs> and then shoved
0: the gun into a man's mouth and then yes. jumped
1: immediately to That's him. not even jumped a in the car. They
0: all drove in separate cars. <laughs> they all failed like the, what? Difficulty 7 roll to see something. Yep. And these are all people who are rolling like a 12 and 10 sided dice yeah. and things.
1: And the results were ones and twos. Yeah. Oh Christ.
0: It was threatening the next NPC. <laughs>
1: Uh, but we left on a pretty good cliffhanger, we did. We I did. think, which was a a good thing. I think that, so we're going to
0: continue this story and hopefully I will adapt. I'm, I'm getting brought in as the, the pinch. Alternate showrunner.
1: Yeah, so, so <laughs> I'm going to do my best to adapt as the DM. Sam, we've decided, is going to be the alternate DM. So when I freeze up. When, when he I, sees you I,
3: choke, he's going to jump in. Yeah, okay. When I
1: analysis paralysis and they do something that I didn't plan for, Sam's going to be like, okay, here you go.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just hard enough to be a DM when everyone's asking you, "How do I do this? How do I do that?" And you're like, "Gosh." And I I think Andrew, is this
0: the first not pregen you've run? Uh, no, actually. However, um, this (laughs) this is the
1: fourth RPG that I've been a part of, and only the second that I've run. Okay. So I'm still a very novice.
0: So I think this is going to be your trial by fire that like really helps you. Hopefully, I don't want to pretend I'm a good. Um DM. But like the first D D campaign I ran, I had this whole overarching thing where like the they were gonna go help some baron find his daughter who can like capture by a vampire, but she's gonna be like turned evil and the vampire's gonna try to take over the land and she's gonna be like his right-hand man. They go to this this dig site where they're find finding these ancient ruins, and it's like, okay, cool, the vampire's gonna come and taunt them with like unnatural darkness. It's gonna be awesome. And that happens, and it's awesome. And then the fucking level one wizard's like, I cast Prestigitation, which was made just a little tiny flame. And catches the edge of the vampire's robe on fire. So he freaks out and backs out the unnatural darkness into the sun and dies. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's the big bad gone.
1: They just killed the BBE? On they the
3: killed first Thanos session. in the first five minutes. So I that. had to, like,
0: remake the entire story where, like, it was actually about how the, the daughter became super evil from what she found in the thing. And, yeah. like, my entire plot just went out the window in the first session. Like, ugh yeah so
1: I will say that some of the some of the neat things that came from them skipping over my my writings is I now have interesting ways to have the characters have meaning within the world mm-hmm. right so they skipped over a few hooks, but combined with certain backstories, I now have ideas I now have chinks in the armor that I can pry into, which I don't know that I want to pry into these characters, but <laughs> i, mean, Maybe I think it's one of them. One of two of them. Mm, no, one of them definitely. I think. Yeah. I think that Cade is the most interesting character, mostly because I was talking it's, about
0: Cade, but okay. Oh, Veronica I was or Ranger Cry flag?
1: into something else. Yeah, <laughs> that that Mister Flabby Boy. <laughs> um, Cade for me just so far is is the most interesting character.
0: Um, that's what it, hurt my soul the most is his infamy was like the perfect response to something and you didn't use it. I'm Like, no, Andrew, why? I know, I know, because the. Veronica's character had asked their their quest giver NPC how the hell we she found them because they're all just random hunters. Yeah, like they don't know each other even. Mm-hmm. And we had this character who's infamous for his time on the road. I'm like, oh, you could have been like, well, I heard about this
3: guy, so I started yeah. looking. Yeah, I think that's one of the hard things right in the beginning of an RPG is yeah. it's like, okay, well, all you guys need to be friends. All your crazy ass characters, you're from a circus. You know, there is no friendship. Yeah, in this party. oh no, and that's what happens. It's like everyone hates each other. They do what naturally. You would do in the real life, which is like. Whip your guns out and point at each other, you know, and it's it's you got to coalesce somehow.
0: Over the death of a party member. Yeah, I'm excited. It's great.
1: So we're going to be doing a couple more episodes here. Uh, We're going to be hopefully doing an episode a month up until I think October. Um, So if we're lucky, we'll get four episodes. Unless they all die or blitz to the end. (laughs) I. You know what? That'll be okay. Yep. Because it's going to be. I'll be in stitches. Hopefully. The audience will as well. It's going to be good stuff. We got to get some limbs cut off at some point. Somebody is going to lose an appendage. Somebody is going to be truncated. (laughs) Somebody's being pushed around in an iron lung by the end of it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I think that we're going to take a break here real real quick. Uh, I wouldn't come back. We may talk a little bit more about the Cortex system overall, um, or we might talk about some other stuff. We'll see you soon. I
0: did warn you, my dear. Mr. Hoover is an expert on Armageddon.
2: Politech Three program is reinstated. Open Sesame. <laughs>
1: yes. And it helps strengthen the one rule in Star Trek that, basically, a lot of, I think a lot of fans and a lot of writers in Star Trek really do not take that much seriously. Is that Prime Directive? The Prime Directive is you do
0: not, by any means, inter- uh, interact with a pre-warp society unless they're hot. Uh, <laughs> if the whole if the whole world is a bunch of Tapals and seven and yeah. nines, then yes, you must break that prime directive. That's what that's what makes those more. Or moments... at least
3: bend it slightly <laughs> to the right and up. That's like, what that's what me made... <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What
0: is it that's bo- what is it that's bothering him? Yeah. Because everyone deals with that. There's a lot of
1: uh, I always read like self help books and stuff like that that tell about of I the, read self
0: help books when it comes to sex. I, I need lots of help. I need lots, lots of help. That's how I learned about the slightly, The slight bend to the right the and up. To the right, yeah. And up. That was due to a, a sex help book. <laughs> and sexual yoga books. Yeah. Well, the sex for dummies. <laughs> <That's
3: right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Star Trek from the holodeck exclusively on Rainman Digital.
3: End simulation.
1: Hello, Rain Man Digital listeners. Have fun on your next game night with Splendor. Splendor is a game of chip collecting and card development. As a wealthy Renaissance merchant, acquire mines and transportation. Hire artisans and woo the nobility. Create the most fantastic jewelry to become the best-known merchant of them all. Acquire precious stones to trade them for development cards. Use said development cards to acquire more gemstones. And use your gems and gold to create the most fantastic jewelry and appeal to the nobles to gain you prestige you need to win. Have some fun with Splendor. Click through our affiliate links posted on the show's episode description. Hey, Rainman Digital listeners. Invest your spare change automatically. Join almost 4 million people saving and investing every day. Sign up in no time to save and invest more money. Acorns Core automatically invests your spare change and lets you invest as little as $5 anytime or on a recurring basis into a portfolio of ETFs. Your investments are then diversified across more than 7,000 stocks and bonds and are automatically rebalanced when the market fluctuates. Save for the future. Invest with Acorns. Once this show is on demand, click the Acorn link within the description of this broadcast and start saving.
2: I want to play a game. It's so easy. When you know the rules, it's so easy. All you
3: have to do is fall in love. Play the game.
1: Everybody, play the game. Welcome back, friendos. Friendos? Can I say that? Oh, I. Can you say friendos if you don't have any friends?
3: Old buddy, old pal. (laughs) Buddies.
1: Uh, Charlie, during the break, you had
3: shown <laughs> me I found gold. You found the greatest. <laughs> I thing. just tagged you guys on Facebook so you can see it too. Okay, apparently, Big G Creative, those sons of bitches. They just before really, you do, hold on. Before oh, you go any further, am I
0: your friend on Facebook?
3: Big G uh,
1: did provide us with two review copies in the past.
3: I mean, those wonderful, wonderful human beings. Technically, they were games. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> they have done it again. And on a Target shelf, someone posted a picture of a game called Kenny G, Keeping It Sexy. I'm going to go ahead and read the back of this. Oh, if you know who Kenny G is, uh, he's a uh, jazz musician. Of yeah, um, Use the power of jazz to win the day. Help Kenny G, the world-renowned saxophone superstar, keep his groove through a hectic day. Work together to overcome uncool events. Detangle those luscious locks and avoid rush hour traffic without missing a brassy beat. It's a soothing oh combo God. of strategy and cooperation. Yeah, that exists. That exists. So,
1: does anybody in this room know who Kenny G is? Yes. I do. Yes. Okay.
3: My parents listen to smooth jazz. Because. Okay.
1: The only reason I know who Kenny G is, because apparently he held a note for 45 minutes back in 1997.
3: Wow. Yeah. Uh, like a he, Guinness, Guinness thing.
1: Yeah, he held an E flat using circular breathing.
3: Hmm. So it's like Jack Black's. Inward singing kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is, of so, yeah. all of the licenses. Uh, okay, Big, big G, on one, hand, on one hand, that offends me to the core. On the other hand, <laughs> I get it. I mean, you guys realize that there is a segment of gaming that is an impulse buy that is going to make someone like me react as much as I did. Is going to make someone else go, that's amazing, I'm buying it immediately. And I mean kudos. That's I mean in the game business, it's cutthroat. You got to do what you can to stay alive. So, great job guys. What Kenny G game? Wow. What what has Kenny G done recently? He's uh, I mean, he's he's a hugely hugely popular jazz musician. I couldn't tell you a single song, to be honest, but he released an album as early as 2015. He plays a, is it an alto sax? It's the one that doesn't, it's a sax that doesn't. My
0: parents have one soprano of sax. Is that what albums it is? or something.
3: It looks like a clarinet, but it's a saxophone, yeah. Yeah. That's just wild. Never would have figured. There you go. Board game. Kenny. Kenny G.
1: Kenny motherfucking G. That's some good uh, sample music here. For our younger listeners, I think. You're So
0: for G. the uneducated.
3: moment. Oh, there it is. Hmm. Hmm. This is what I listen to when I lay a nice lady down on the bed. Stroke my fingers through her golden locks. light an ice cube down her serious <laughs> white isn't skin. Blonde? Is she? What's that, Sam? Your wife isn't blonde, is she? Oh, I mean... <laughs> Brunette. Brunette hair. No, yes, her. <laughs> yeah, that's a... That's so. When people joke about smooth jazz, this is what
1: they're joking about: Basically. A, a pasty white,
0: white man. Just, I think I have his
3: Christmas album floating around somewhere. Yeah, jazz has evolved since its humble beginning quite a bit. I don't know I if I think it was humble.
0: It was no? not a humble beginning.
3: No. no, it was a
1: very violent beginning.
3: Yeah. Well, all right.
0: You know what else is a humble beginning? <laughs> like, like jazz <laughs> was the punk of its era. True. Yeah, true. But better because punk is trash punk is okay, which is what people said about jazz when it came out, so i 'm perpetuating the stereotype
3: we 're going to have a jethro toll game soon yes, would play what else are we going to have once and probably throw it away
1: okay actually let let's take let 's take a beat here let's do a let 's do a yes and okay J- Jethro toll licenses a board game for
0: some reason, big G rolls up hey what we want to create a game called Aqualung. <laughs> About sitting on a park bench, <laughs> <We> <laughs> it's not running down your nose.
1: <laughs> what does that game look like? Sitting on a park bench.
0: Uh, I don't hmm. know the words, guys. I, <laughs> I, mean, I wish no. I could jump in with this joke, but yeah, okay. Well, little let's... girls with bad intents. So let's not make this game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, let's take a look at a singer or band or something. something? They have a
0: board game. Well, their formula Ooh, is you this. could do one about the minstrel in the gallery. Ooh. There we go. Yeah.
3: God. just yeah. so, good. <laughs> <laughs> so well the question really is this is that a is that a joke enough because clearly the big g like the formula is it's got to be something a lot of people like but at the same time is kind of tongue-in-cheek it's kind of like even if you don't like this thing you're like i'm gonna buy this for something you know what i mean that's uh, you know what i never so thought about that, that is metallica,
0: literally what it is a metallica board game Metallica? What would that be, though? What would you do as... No. Okay. It's about getting as old as you can while still making new records that are getting perpetually <laughs> worse.
1: Each of the band members variable powers.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. A Chuck
3: Norris board game. That has to exist. That has to exist, that has right? To exist, that right? That's a thing, because it's like, everyone knows what it is, everyone likes it, but it's kind of a joke. If that doesn't it's exist... It's a party game where you just Chuck Norris Copyright me memes. now. <laughs>
1: copyright me now. That's what I'll do instead
3: of the One Punch Man game. That
1: uh, okay, so it's it's Chuck Norris adjacent, uh, but there's a board game for Delta Force. No, and
3: that's the thing; it has nothing to do with anything he's been in. It is the Chuck Norris board game. Period. Is it a party game? <sighs> um, it's it's a big G Creative templated input game. <laughs> it's like a. Does the box have a beard textured cover? Um, I'd be ooh. actually. Ooh. Yeah. Now, I mean, you, now you're selling some target units. Now the, I can see this. Yep.
1: The cat game and dog game both a little have bristly. fur on them. Um, bears versus babies got the oh, fur yeah. on the outer box, too. Always the
3: gimmick. Make it a little bristly. Chuck Norris doesn't tell lies. He modifies truths. Or, or the top of the box is a cowboy hat. That's really the game right there. It's just whoever can come up with the best. It's... It's done. It's I created, done. Your, made it. I created awesome. your game for you. It's
1: going to be out in two weeks. $20. Pick it up at your local Target All right, next week. 100,000 <laughs> units. Uh, you know what I wish they made more of? What's that? Physical copies of the Supernatural role-playing game. Why do you say that? Is it Because it is a pain in the ass to track
0: down. Is it just out of print?
1: It's been out of print uh, since 2000. Since the
0: show was good. 10. Right? 2010. Am I correct? Is that when the show was last good? Mr. Andrew Flab, sir. Okay, not arguably. Unilaterally good. Um, <laughs> when was the last unilaterally good? Season 11. It was good. It was really good. Season 1 through
3: 11. And then it kind of took a a meandering nose. So dive. it was good in 2010. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. Right. So um, at its peak, they made the...
1: Uh, The reason I wanted, because flipping back and forth on a PDF is not super. Um, Oh, it's terrible. It's not good at all.
0: Uh, Use copies of this. Hyperlinks are are helpful, but they're still, you can't just leave your thumb in a page. Yeah, Yeah, and then quickly flip back to it. Um,
1: But the reason I want that is because I think that the Cortex system here, I think that's something that I want to explore later down the line. Mm -hmm. Because all of the Cortex systems are all compatible with each other. So if you want to do a crossover episode, you can do it.
0: Hmm kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of like the um... okay, it's not actually like the FFG system, like it's not similar at all, but it's a similar mentality where like all the Fantasy Flight games the Star Wars system are all interchangeable, and even their generic now, game setting Genesis. Genesis, Genesis it has different facings on the die, but it's the same system exactly the same, is
3: yeah. that, and I'm not deep enough into the whole culture of RPGs to know this, but like, is that Popular, like to say, have a generic system. I mean, the D twenty
0: system was used across so many different things, like D twenty yeah. modern ones. The same system as D and D three point five.
1: even Herb there's a the there's thing. a fifth at D twenty now as well. I think so. so You'd yeah. say people prefer that than
3: having to like they'd rather like put yeah, the I mean, costume like look on. Look at the... fate. Look at the. Um, yeah.
0: The Dungeon World setting, yeah. like that system's I mean, it's hell, tweaked a bit between games,
1: but it's the same general idea. I mean, hell, even look at GURPS, the generic ultimate role playing system by Steve Jackson. Like this was a system that encompasses everything that you could ever possibly want to do with an
0: RPG. Yeah. Hmm. And I think it's helpful. Like if you can have a friend be like, Oh cool, you've played this, then you know how to play this game. It's nice. Yeah. It's real nice. Like, um, I think the the Conan system is the same system as the Infinity RPG. Or very, oh, is it? very close? I believe. Okay. I think they're both Modiphius, right? Uh, correct. Yes. Yeah. So I think they're the same system. I'm hmm. um, like they're tweaked a bit, but if you can say this is a general idea, you've played this, you pretty much know how to play this game. It, it makes it a lot easier. And uh,
1: so pers- persi- oh. persistence. Sorry, persistence of systems is also very uh, popular within smaller publishers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Apocalypse Now or, or Mutant Year Zero systems uh, are are. The license for those you can acquire them relatively easy. Yeah. I I feel like, and they're just
0: constant streams
1: of, of which is good and those.
0: bad, um, because like if you're really looking forward to an RPG in a setting you like, and it's you find what system is, you're like, oh, it's running that system, mm. or it could be, oh, it's running that system, sweet, gotcha. Um, th- there's kind of that the give and take there, which to be fair, if they run out on a limb and make their own system, might be absolute shit too, like. Cthulhu Tech has the worst goddamn system in existence. It's not good.
3: I, the rules
0: tell you, yeah. how about you don't use our dice system and just do this instead?
3: I, I, really?
0: Yeah, like they, have the, <laughs> they have the poker <laughs> dice system, which is immediately followed by like three other ways to use dice that that's, are all better.
3: That's really funny. Hands down, my favorite RPG universe is Shadowrun. But that, for me at least, is the most absurdly... Complex system. Like I remember trying to like, and maybe it's the old one. Maybe they've updated. It's the a new one. Is it? I remember yeah. like trying to calculate recoil on a gun, and I felt like I was in college math. I was like, "What? This is not fun. This. Is, why would you do this? Like, how you think?" Do from anyway? what I've heard, the new editions,
0: yeah. not easy, but it's definitely been streamlined a lot. Like um, the new world of darkness. I finally picked that up, and that system is a lot of different moving parts, but seems overall cleaner. What's the new world of darkness system? It's new. I mean, it's still D10s, mm-hmm. but it just feels more efficient. Like, they added your hunger penalty is additional dice that you add to your pool. Well, sorry. Your pool's... Like, say you're rolling five D10s. If you have three points of hunger, three of your D10s are replaced by hunger dice. And if you critically succeed based off the hunger dice, it's a messy critical. And if you mm-hmm. fail, it's a messy critical. It's like, you're fucking hungry. and Yeah, you critically killed that guard. By tearing his face off instead of just like <laughs> punching him in the throat.
1: Are you are you referring to World of Darkness Second Edition or Chronicles of Darkness?
0: The the new vampire, the current vampire. Oh, okay. So va- so vampire the because ma- um... honestly, vampires the core of the setting. Yeah, fair. Okay. Hmm. I'm sure I just pissed somebody off, but <laughs> vampires the baby. So the the no, board- uh, hunter the reckoning is the baby. <laughs> hunter the reckoning is real cool. It's board- so much better yeah. than no. The Vigil was great. The Reckoning was shit. Because <laughs> Hunter the Hunter the Reckoning was your basically super powered faith humans. Like your faith gives you superhuman ability. Just believe so hard. Yeah. Whereas Hunter the Vigil, you start as just Joe Schmo who realizes, oh God, vampires are real because it just killed my children, and you're hunting them with stakes and fucking hairspray flamethrowers, hmm.
3: hoping you don't die. <laughs> hmm. In the board game world, it's like there's always a new title and there's always sort of a race for the next big thing. How does that compare I to the, the, the RPG market? Are like are people looking forward to a new system? Or are they just looking forward to new modules? Like how does that compare to each other? It really depends.
0: You know? It really depends. Like D D fifth edition came out, and that's a bad comparison, because it came after fourth, and fourth yeah. was for a long time, fourth was hated. It mm-hmm. gained some some fans by the end of its cycle. Um
3: I mean obviously the like, I guess New Pathfinder
0: smaller. is a better comparison because New Pathfinder... You mean d d 7.25? D&D the worsening. Um, <laughs> so you, I'm going to touch on that. Yes. You mentioned Roll, R-O-L-L versus yes. Roll, R-O-L-E. And there's kind of a disc. There's, there's definitely a disconnect between the two. Because some people play role-playing games because they want to be the character. Yeah. They want to be Marcus the V, third of his name. Don't ask. It's confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's been three Marcus Viths. so he's actually Marcus the Fifteenth. Um, <laughs> but and they they love being that character. They're well, this is what I would do. Whereas role, roll R O L L, they're like, well, you are my stats. Yes, and um, I have a plus fifteen Brad sword, and I'm gonna hit the guy. What kind of XP do I get? You you killed a mouse, on you're level twenty. Yeah, what kind of XP do I get? you, you Four. Get one. <laughs>
3: In my okay, opinion, I need to kill seven thousand more. All right, I'll be back, guys. In my opinion, those are the guys that break the game. Yep, those are the guys and, that send it down. And I don't want to bash on Pathfinder players. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But Pathfinder's system is set up to be about getting the magic items. It's about yeah. getting the stats. Whereas D and D still cares about it. But half of D and D character creation is well, what little like perks and tweaks do you have to build your character? Like fifth edition, has a set of things where you will choose your background, choose your mentality.
3: Yeah,
0: um, and it's not good at setting your role, but it tries to push you a little bit more towards caring about your character than the numbers yeah. that make your
3: character. I've learned after years of on and off playing this that it's kind of somewhere in the middle is where you really, where it really works. Like, yeah. if you're just a total, like, number cruncher, it's not even a game. Well, don't even pretend like it is. You're, you're playing against imaginary numbers. a spreadsheet. Any, yeah, your spreadsheet, and then yeah. that spreadsheet doesn't even matter because at any moment the DM could go, you did it, even if you didn't, just to yeah. shut you up. And then on the other side, if you're just trying to be a character actor... You're then gonna you're get playing slapped. Dungeon World. Yeah, you're going to get slapped because you're going to be like one of those gross actors that yeah. jumps on stage and wants to be the center of attention. So it's like you got to kind of respect the system yep. and just try You need some to, crunch behind your fluff. Yes, for sure. And respect the outcomes. You need like outcomes. a
0: Snickers, some delicious caramely goodness, and a little bit of peanut crunch in there.
3: Mmm. Well, Do we want to go into any more of the— <laughs> Sorry, Charlie, go ahead. Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Bye. What else can we say? This is like the big RPG episode. I, mean, I, I guess, guess it is. I Turns think it is. we just embrace like, it completely. Did I ever tell you that I ran the first thing I ever ran was it was like back in two thousand two? One of the Star Wars, right? No, I ran a battle Fatale? royale RPG. That was my first thing. Christ. What does I, that mean? It, so you know the the classic like Japanese. You movie, played Fortnite battle royale, yeah, basically. Okay.
1: <laughs> Hunger Games battle royale, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I
3: ran. I like put Pump together Team a whole scenario. I used the system I knew best, which was the all flesh system, that's the one that we played. Yep. It's, yep. it's a terrible system, but for someone who is not, you know, didn't want to read a shitload of rules, it was perfect for that. And it actually turned out to be the perfect system to start with, not knowing what I knew, and I didn't know that it was going to be this way because you talk about like how characters just go ballistic and want to go in different directions. It's a super light system that's also really punishing. Yes, it's super yeah. punishing. And in the setting, it was per- I I I actually would say that if you guys ever want to try it do a battle royale system they're stuck on an island they can't go anywhere they're forced to work together and if they just kill each other off they just have to jump in and take over the another character but I went way too far as a DM like I was like making maps and saying like well if they go here on G7 on this map this will happen and I I learned very quickly that is a time you cannot overthink it as a yeah um
0: yeah. hilariously if you want to do and you mentioned this If you want to do a battle royale purely for the the PUBG Fortnite-style battle royale of who will be on top... Yeah. I think Fatal would be really good for that. Because Fatal has super in-depth damage modeling. Fatal, I don't know this one. Fatal is... An abomination that should not exist. What's the acronym? I don't know. Fantasy
1: Adventures and Adult Lechery? Something
0: like that, yeah. Something
1: like that? Something like
0: that. And Tales of Adult Lechery? I don't know. It's designed for... It's def- like, it's designed your for... Your anal circumference is a stat. Yeah. <laughs> but on the, the only upside it has is because its human body modeling is so part of the game. If you want super punishing criticals and you want to know where that arrow went through, Fatal will tell you which organs are now no longer there. <laughs> oh it's kind of like um, did you uh, Dwarf Fortress, the, the ASCII video game. Like the damage modeling that has, where the arrow lacerates your muscle and scratches your bone, that's what Fatal will do. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's like Gray's Anatomy Fatale. book comes don't, with it. Don't look up Fatal. Don't. don't look up Fatal. Look up the reviews of Fatal. Look up, up the reviews of Fatal. Yes. Mm.
3: What, what is, uh, you guys have like a character that you've played that's like your favorite?
1: Um, me, I don't have enough experience with them to have a, a favorite character. Not really. I mean, I played two people, and we played like three or four sessions each, and I didn't really have a chance to develop them.
0: So, and I I don't like saying this because I I think I told them not to do this last night. But the first time I played Vampire: The Masquerade, yeah. I played myself. Oh boy! Yeah. Which was fine because I got turned into into a Malkavian. Yeah. Who are the batshit insane vampires? And it was it was a brood of Malkavians running around New Orleans. Yeah. And I was a pyromaniac. Um, one of those multiple personalities, one of them was, I don't remember what the other was, but we were all completely psycho. Like, we decided attacking the the werewolves was the best plan. Like, Good. we we harpooned one through the wall of his biker bar from the back of a moving truck and drove away dragging him through the streets. <laughs> that caused problems. Um, <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah. Did it, it Sam? Did. It really did. Something about breaking the masquerade. Um <laughs> No it was it was a lot of fun because really it was me in the up until I got turned mm. and then the the psychosis from BML came. And it was just like
3: all right cool and then you just weren't you anymore at that yeah. point you actually got to be a different character. Yeah.
0: It was it was great it was a lot of fun. Um I like vampire. It's fun. That system. It's a good system. We were supposed to It's a fun setting cuz the DM when I played originally he didn't use the system.
3: Use the setting, and oh, his, his... so like
1: the Camarilla, and
0: yeah,
3: I don't know be much like... about that world. Is it like an Anne Rice vampire world, or what is it like? Um, if you take think more like Highlander, yeah, okay. where
0: there's super powerful things, but they don't want you to know about them, hmm. but they're there in the background. Okay, um, though the new setting is,
3: so it's like an okay. Kind with of a vampire. Quick recap on
0: vampire: <laughs> is there's the Camarilla who are all about we're vampires, we're powerful, but if humans know about us, it's not going to be good. There's the Sabbat, who are like, we're fucking vampires, human or cattle. And then there's the Anarchs, who are like, we don't want to be in charge, we just want to do our thing. Um, the new system is, we're in a digital world now, camera phones are a thing, computer hackers are a thing. A second Inquisition happened, a bunch of the old vampires got killed off, so like, a lot of the younger, more headstrong vampires are in charge, threw a bunch of stuff in disarray. And that's where they put you in the new one. Like, you will get kicked out of the Camarilla if you text another vampire. Yeah. Because if they're following you, if the NSA is onto you and you text other vampires, now they're on to all of them.
3: Oh, see, I love that stuff. Yeah. I love it when they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of dig into reality. Yeah. Layer it on it's, top of the fantasy. It's
0: cool. It's a it's a fun setting. Like, you can be a super powerful vampire, but okay, that's great. The CIA knows where you are. yeah. There's they, a drone uh,
3: that's about to like, yeah, <laughs> shoot you with a missile. But they so mention gotta, that like
0: you have all these powerful uh, elder vampires who don't want to change things but are struggling to deal with the fact that they're getting struck by drones. I love it. Like huh. you're from the 18th century. Okay, cool. Drone strike. Hey, you're a thousand year old.
1: Yeah,
3: I that, love that episode. Ah. So that, I, I want to buy that game. I'm not even kidding. Like I love it. Is it out right now? Um, you know, if you actually I think so,
1: I, the Kickstarter wrapped up quite quite some time ago.
3: Yeah, um, I was so happy that he did well. Oh, me too.
1: So for for those of you who don't know, listeners who don't know, the Thousand Year Old Vampire, uh, we did a review for Batman, back in October. Right? Yeah, we play it's yeah. so it's a solo experience role playing game yeah. uh, that we played together.
3: Where you, but I actually kind of like it. Where there's still yeah. a DM, someone can kind of like lead you. Yeah, That'd be it, a fun game to play on, on a plane. Like, if you had to do, like, a long plane ride, just back and forth chit-chat. Yeah. So,
0: interrupting your thousand-year-old vampire. Go. We've talked about D&D a lot. Yeah. I just splurged on about vampire. You love Shadowrun, but I
3: don't know if we've ever explained what Shadowrun is. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's a cyber Charlie, p- go. Do the best I can. It's been a year since I've played, but um, Shadowrun is, if you watch... The, wor- the world itself is basically the movie um, Blade Runner. So if just imagine that movie, but then take, like, Lord of the Rings. It's Bright. The Netflix movie Bright. I've is- never seen it, but I've heard that yeah. as well. Yeah. It's- then take Fantasy and smush that in there. There was basically an event in Shadowrun. So here you are. You're in You're in Blade Runner world. Everything is Blade Runner and, like, post-apocalyptic, or not post-apocalyptic, but just very, like, corporate, horrible. What's the word they use when the— bad future word. It's dystopia. 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 It's dystopian future. Then all of a sudden an event happens. Poof. People just randomly start changing to what an old world was where now suddenly there's people that are elves. Suddenly people turn into goblins. Suddenly people turn into orcs. And they're just like, oh shit, I'm an orc now. You know? And my lifespan is eight years. And oh, there's elves. And they suddenly get to live forever. I think and
0: I'm an orc now. And exactly, how,
3: exactly <laughs> how you described like um, vampire where it's like, no, but this is how it would be. This isn't like some anime where it's like, oh, we just, we live in this fantasy world mixed with everything else. It's like, shit, I'm an orc, and now everyone's racist against me. Orc, or, you know, there might be... Uh, are elves still
0: self-righteous assholes? Are what? Are elves still yes, self-righteous they assholes? Yes, their gene
3: okay. kicks in to be, like, self-righteous. It, it's such a hodgepodge, but it works amazingly, because it's, like, it, it sort of takes all that fun cyberpunk shit, and, like, allows you to really, like, get into the D&D mindset with, like, I don't know, like it, it creates it into an adventure. You know what I mean? I, the best as I can describe it. It's so like
0: you'll have like an elf wizard doing shit with like some random human super hacker, right? Yes.
3: I rem- and yeah. like, and like, there's all these like conspiracies. Um, what's crazy about it is, I remember what we liked about it back in the past is it's as crazy as all that sounds, it's like view of the future is scarily like what our future is where it's like corporations keep conglomerating into bigger and bigger entities until the point where they're literally just nation states called arcologies where it's like imagine like oh you now live in disney state and we're gonna pay you in disney bucks and everyone works for disney state and we're at war with the actual government because we have more money than them you know what i mean like it, it's an and then ugh, i can't really do it justice here but I, I, I love the world it's it's so violent and crazy and wacky and you can do a lot with it Just the rules nightmare to get for me
1: to do a direct foil to the both of you what what is your rpg um i'm super into monster of the week right now uh just because i'm i'm like addicted to the adventure zone but i think the system itself is really interesting it goes off of the apocalypse system you roll 2d6 if you roll above a 7 it's a success If you roll above a 10 it's an extraordinary success narrative control is handed off to the players more often than not which i find is very interesting
0: um, That's more... the Apocalypse World reaching in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, but for me, I couldn't give two shits less <laughs> for the grander setting. Mm. So, like, um, for example, New Edition of Vampire has uh, two supplement books out at this point, right? The... Sabbat and Anarchs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, and Camarilla's out as well. Is it Sabbat
0: and Camarilla? Chem- okay.
1: Stuff's out. Yes. Stuff is out. But yeah. the deep lore, the extended lore that comes through in those books, I'm not particularly interested in. I'm interested in the mechanics that
0: those. Which amazes me because you dig into the lore for Ghost. <laughs> it's you because. You don't care about the lore for, like, RPGs. It's, a, it's a, the <laughs> dichotomy that is you. You. Would, you would
3: love Shadowrun then.
0: I The lore is amazing in
1: that. It's, it's a weird thing where, like, I have.
0: The... You like one shot RPGs? Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I, li- I like.
1: Here's the basis for a story. Here's what you can do within that system. Here's what you can do and how that interacts with the existing s- setting. But beyond that, it's like, it does it let me do cool things with my character?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Does it fit in with the existing whatever here? Cool. Awesome. I'm going to take that. All this other stuff, I might nod to. I'm Are not you going to be gonna. playing this
0: for a year? Yeah. Okay. I'm out.
1: Yeah. More or less. Yeah. I think that one night for me... One night sessions or like four or five sessions are 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 going to be my sweet spot. I kind of agree with for that. sure. But I mean, you, that's you not need to a, say... a
0: real good game master to do, do a, a year long session, yeah. John and Most people can't, right? Most people really can't. Like even people who think they can that in just getting the party to stick to have enough sessions that they can all go to.
3: I, I'm going to continue on my rant about. Shadowrun. Part right, we're of the, part we're of the,
0: running near the end, right, so
3: I'll leave it at this. Part yeah. of the reason I love it, but regardless of the rules, is it's called Shadowrun because you are a shadow runner, meaning like you are a mercenary of a different type. That is, if you're a cyber person or a magic user or whatever, and you have a mission. You are always brought together by a fixer, and it's like here's the mission. So you get past just narratively, you always get past all that. Why we should even work together right from the start? It can be a you know, it can be a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. It can be like antagonistic. But there's a reason for you to be together immediately. And it works. And then you get to go into the this. Why are we here together? I'm getting paid. Exactly. Good enough. Exactly. Yep. That's yep. fair. And it's great for one shots. Like, great. oh, no,
0: Charlie didn't show up for the session this time. Exactly. Okay, cool. He didn't get hired for the job. Moving on. Yep. yep. Perfect. And that's not to discount, like, deep lore. Like, as Sam said, I
1: love the shit out of Ghost. And I love how campy and dumb they are. But for some reason, it just doesn't, that does doesn't translate to RPGs for me. That's weird. Oh. We talked about not a single board game today. We were just RPG centric. Hey, you know what? You gotta let it happen. It happened. Freeform. It happened. Yes. Yeah. And all right, with that, everybody. Hey, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Game State. Um, Charlie, you're going to be out of state for about two months or so. Yeah, so I'll miss our you release guys. schedule might be a little bit. Check rough. us
0: out on Crossroads.
1: Yeah, Supernatural yeah. Crossroads. Give us a listen. We'll catch you there. Fireball, the son of a bitch.